When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello, I'm Charles Commons and this is It's All Cobblers to Me. Coming up, the Cobblers beat Morecambe 4-1 to move up to 6th in League 2. Derek Adams refers to Six Hills as Deadfield, as if he has done something special to keep us quiet at home. And there's a busy week ahead as BDK's men face off against Leighton Orient and Derby County. To help us through all of that and more, I'm delighted to welcome, as usual, Danny Brothers and Neil Edgerton. Hello, fellas. You all right? Hey, he's got it right. Well done, Charles. Hey, well done, Charles. <laughs> 18 months later. <laughs> Finally got it. Well it's done, actually uh, Brothers, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> like good and good. Oh dear, here we go. It's it's an argument for the ages, isn't it? Danny Bruthers. I'm going to call you that from now on, Danny. Well, look, before we get into it, here's a reminder of how you can be in with a chance of winning a pair of Cobblers tickets. Our 2020 listener survey is now live and several people have already completed it and let us know what they think of It's All Cobblers to Me. To be entered into the free prize draw, simply include your full name and email address on your completed survey. You'll find the link in the show notes and on our website. We'll also post it on our Twitter and Facebook. Good luck. I'm Nicky Adams and it's all cobblers to me. So where should we start then, boys? We're back in the goals and back in the playoffs. It's all looking good, isn't it? Well, uh, it's all looking good, Charles. Yes. Uh, 
performance ropey result fantastic is my analysis of the game on Saturday. Are we still bothered about performance? And I say that with uh, you know the old inverted comma finger things. No. Well, yes, in a way. Mm. But it's definitely a good habit to be in, isn't it? To, to win and to, especially to win 4-1 while not playing particularly well. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's been quite a lot of people sort of saying, haven't they, that, oh, you're being a bit negative by saying that the performance isn't good enough for you. I mean, look, we're not the only ones saying it. I mean, I've got one tweet here saying that, uh, who's this? Let's have a look. Um Dodd Cobbler, good win, but I'm still concerned about the constant hoof ball being played and watching the ball come straight back. Uh, and then he also puts, although if you look carefully at our central midfield, especially the man of the match, you can see why they are missed out. Who was man of the match? I can't remember. Was it Anderson? Uh, Ryan Watson. Ryan Watson. Ryan Watson. So yeah. was he not in the game? I thought he played all right. Yeah, I thought he did all right. I thought he had a decent game. I think he generally always does all right, I thought. Mm. I thought there was a bit more in midfield in this game than usual which isn't saying a lot but oh, goals I, Danny I goals like had, were in our well, midfield they, exactly they were all they all scored <laughs> but um, they got a few touches is what it means <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of them isn't it the style we play and how we approach the game if we're clinical then it works if we miss the few chances we create in general then it it looks a poor performance if that makes sense the, the, the style I think we're probably just going to have to suck up the style that's the style of football we're playing and that's yeah. the style Keith Curl's going with and at the moment it's bringing out results and stuff so there's, we can all wish for a more free-flowing style and better football and stuff but ultimately it is a results business and if the results are good then we're happy right yeah I completely agree with that I think there's we've been saying this all season it's not going to change it's not suddenly going to be this playing out from the back or free-flowing style that people want and people know what they what to expect now when they come and watch us there's no surprises in that um and i think it it, it can be decent performances still by people grafting and the defensive work and it's, it's not pretty and it's not you know it's not going to be something that gets you off your off your seat every five minutes by somebody doing a sparkling run but i don't know what a sparkling run is by the way um <laughs> someone I think, I think john hudge john, 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 hudge. John, john hudge john hudge's brother <laughs> from another mother obviously his different surname would make him not his brother <laughs> so john hudge um it's, john it's hudge, not really that week, is it is it's um it's basics and it's basic football but it's effective and i think i'd rather effective and winning than pretty and losing um and it's it's not the most glamorous thing to say but again to get out of this division you've got to do that and Thinking far ahead, will it be effective in League One? Potentially, potentially not, but we don't know. I think we're until we're out of it, out of this fight, then we'll we'll be able to sort of sit back and take stock and re reboot. I think when we go up or if we go up. Um, and interestingly, I think Bradford are going through the same thing. I saw quite a few tweets on their timeline calling for Bowyer's head for Gary Bowyer's head for exactly the same reasons. Um, and they're what they fifth are they place above us. Um, for the style of football, is it going to change and not playing good football? But and it's that same debate about whether they're, you know, whether it should be results and sort of poorer performances or better performances and wins. And it's interesting that that same debate debate's going on there. 
So a good playoff final to come if that's <laughs> no. The why did you have to say it? Oh dear! Well, revenge, Charles. Revenge, revenge. for twenty thirteen. Yes, I wish. Vidane Oliver is going to put the ghost of Bayo's dropness. Well, as long bed. as Keith Curl starts him, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> it could be Bayo all over again, couldn't it? <laughs> Fan favorite misses out. <laughs> but then imagine bring, if uh, bring back Bayo. if Vidane Oliver scores the winning goal at Wembley, Charles, oh, on the pitch, imagine? mate. That's what that is on the Wembley pitch. Yeah, on the Wembley pitch (laughs) from from lifetime. You've been thrown in jail. The uh, Euros are cancelled because (laughs) Cobblers fans have run on the pitch. Pitch is not good. Speaking of that uh, horrible year that we try and forget, James Clark on Twitter actually said that it's becoming very reminiscent of that Boothroyd playoff season. Um, He says Good is taking the Langmead role as an example. Um, I, I, yeah, well, I don't I remember. I'm not sure about that. I, the thing that I don't quite get with that is that I don't get the Langmead role. Is that because we didn't like Langmead and then he came good? But we've always liked Charlie <laughs> the, Good. I don't, no, I don't really the get... Langmead role is what they serve in the West End. <laughs> new... is, that, is that a vegan <laughs> sausage roll? Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, seven, seven quid, John. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't get. I saw that tweet, and I, and I don't get. Well, I kind. I guess I kind of do get the comparison to that to that Boothroyd season Oof. because uh, similar styles. Yeah, exactly. But actually, I think that Boothroyd season was a lot worse in the respect of we relied a lot on the mm. long throw at the time. Didn't we? Of, yeah. Was it Ben Tozer? And it it was that was we had basically one tactic. Mm. Ack and Fenwa, really, and long throws, and it was that was a, a, a lot, lot worse. And goals this season are coming from a bit more around the park and stuff. So I think it, it's unfair on this side to compare it to that side. I think that one was was mm. the definition of League Two long ball one tactic. Whereas I think this side's got a bit more about them and a bit more. They can mix it up mm. a little bit more. Not, not that we do very often, but we can play a bit of football, football like at Burton. And stuff, and there was yep, there was some long ball stuff there as well. But um, I think that's an unfair comparison. So in the um, Boothroyd season, the, the the last few results from February, especially, but through the season, there's a lot of one nils. There's like I'm just looking at the results now. There's one nil, one nil, two nil, one nil, one nil, two nil, and that finished. That was all the wins um, towards the end of the season. There was only a couple where there was sort of three ones, and that, that four two Accrington where Bayo got hat trick and. Yeah, three 0 here and there. It seems like there's a lot more. We're just being so much more clinical with this team, and there's goals can go in at any moment. Whereas that team, it felt a little bit more. I don't know, pedestrian, maybe. Um, Good word, Danny. Probably reminds me a bit more of the Calderwoods first season at the moment, especially getting through in the cup as well. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. And I we agree. got through to that uh, fourth round then, and and there was Colin the, and John. that kind of momentum building throughout the season, rather than it being a full <laughs> season. Colin and John, yeah. Yeah, what? A, Sorry, son, no, no, that's oh, brings me. Brings I've got that going around me yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I'm enjoying about it this year is that there are points when we're saying, like, like what you said, Neil. You know, when we win, it's okay, isn't it? We're 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 happy to accept it. But when we lose, then we then do judge the performance. Um, but there are bits of entertainment, I think, in every single game, not necessarily in terms of the style of football we're playing, but you've got, you know, characters in the squad. You've got, you know, a real camaraderie between all the players and the and the management team, the coaching staff. And also, I think 
the fans are starting to sort of really become a part. And just like back in 2016, where where the whole club seemed to be together, um, sort of November from November time onwards, that seems to be starting to happen again now. Uh, I mean, do you, do you guys see the, the same thing there? Or am I just dreaming? Um, there's a few songs that started on Saturday. That was that's a start. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a few, had a few few songs go. <laughs> it's, right. and, Just Derek Adams couldn't hear them. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come on to him later. I was watching from uh, Switzerland. Oh, Germany another. Again, yeah. So was a, yeah. Another flight. Yeah. Jet setting. Quick flight across Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Becoming expensive. <laughs> um, but all that just for a five pound. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, shut up! <laughs> You'll have the I'll have the eye follow police on me. <laughs> but it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a little bit more of an atmosphere building. Um, it feels like people are a little bit nervous still to get to get going, um, and it sometimes takes something to happen on the pitch for for that to get going, like a crunching tackle. Or, or on Saturday, actually, what it was, was Morecambe started the game really well. I think they had a really good first half, probably a little bit unfortunate to go in 2-0 down um, because they had been attacking. And you, you felt, rather than moaning, it felt like more the fans were trying to G them up a bit. And there's that subtle little change from from where we were before, where there was, whereas before it might have been, oh, for goodness sake, here we go again. You know, that, that mm. kind of moaning sound going around the stadium. It was more like, come on, lads, we can do this. It was, it, it, there's a little bit of a change going on, um, and that can only be a good thing. I think there's definitely uh, a togetherness forming. Um, definitely, 100% definitely is in the squad and in the team. You can see that. It's clear as day. Mm-hmm. Um I think the word you use was camaraderie, Charles, which is mm-hmm. a great word. Um, and that, that comes through. It's so clear, isn't it? And that's great. And I think that is starting to have an effect on or an impact on the fan base as well. You know, look, we, we'd all like better football and stuff, but ultimately this is a group that uh, they're giving their all, that, you know, they're doing the best they can um, and they're getting some good results with it. And it, when I think when you've got a squad that's together, that does start to, shine through a little bit and it does start to become obvious and it, it also makes it easier I guess as a fan to to kind of show your support if that makes sense mm. because you feel more close and more closely aligned to them and I don't know it just feels a bit more like a club if that makes sense mm. you could see it from when Paul Anderson scored his first goal couldn't you when that kind of drifts in from out of nowhere and then he pretty much had the whole team gathered around him jumping on and Cornell came out of his goal to celebrate with him and he just signed a new contract and you could tell that there must be something there in the background that's make, that made him want to stay because I know he had other offers and stuff um, and it, it's clear from the team that there, so there's that, there is that <laughs> there is that um, bond between them and yeah again it just, it just really Kevin Bond <laughs> 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 interesting you went for him and not James or yeah. <laughs> Are you Bond. telling me that Kevin Bond could not play James Bond? He definitely could. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. I was concerned for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, it's I think you're translating right. I think you're into right. It definitely is. That's the word. That's the exact word. Well done, Danny. Thanks. You're a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, be that reading. Fe- be that reading festival you went to. Remember? <laughs> Do you mean the Reading Festival? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> Oh, Speaking of Paul Anderson, um, there were there's a couple of things actually I wanted to mention about Paul Anderson. First of all, is that I want to take a little bit of credit for his goal. 
Um, I did a tweet <laughs> on nice Saturday morning. I, I, it, mate, I was I was right there, assist ready. Um, basically, I did tweet on the morning. Um, I think the club had put out an interview, a video of um, it, Ando having an interview with um, the guys from the club's media department, where he was quite open and honest. It was a good eight minutes long or so. And actually, if you've watched it, he's a really, really good interview where it's none of the usual kind of footballer won't say anything much just in case he offends somebody kind of talk it's more you get the feeling he's being quite open and honest and I retweeted that sort of say one of the things that he said in there was that um he needs to add more goals to his game this time around. Don't forget when we were in League One and he was with the club last time, he scored seven goals, I think, in 23 games or something like that. And then this time around, obviously, before Saturday, he's not scored any in however many starts he's had, maybe 14 or something like that, maybe less than that, to be fair. But, um, you know, and he sort of said, and I retweeted to sort of say, well, there's a there's a 40-yard wonder strike coming in uh, on on today's game against Morecambe and then lo and behold there he goes and smacks one in the top corner <laughs> smacks one in the top corner <laughs> well it's I, right you cannot say that that's not right it went in the top corner and it, he smacked it <laughs> can we talk about his goal gift uh, you, you certainly can talk about his goal gift Danny I, mean, I thought you would appreciate this as a bearded gentleman myself, bearded I really wonder. appreciate bearded wonder. I really appreciated that. Uh, for people who haven't seen it, uh, go and look at it. But it is um, basically Paul Anderson appearing and then brushing his beard with a giant brush, a, a, a yard broom. I think they might call it in America. Is that a yard broom? A yard broom. <laughs> it it's a very good gift. It is. It is. It, it's kind of, I think it's, it a, a, very it's a bit better to see it than to actually listen to us describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Agreed. The, the, gift, the gift game was strong on Saturday, I thought, and until Chris Lyons. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed Chris Lyons. I enjoyed, Chris Lyons. Like I enjoyed his goal more than his gift, though. <laughs> I really want to great put goal, on, great um, on Chris Lyons' one, I really want to put that um, office music, you know, when uh, David Brent does that dance. <laughs> that music on in the background. <laughs> You need someone like Simply O'Toole just to get on with it and do it, don't you? I'm Chris Freestone, and it's all cobblers to me. The other thing with Paul Anderson was um, he appeared on, I think it was BBC Radio Nottingham's version of The Cobblers Show um, last week. Yes, gave quite um, another open and revealing interview um, again Mm. regarding his time at Mansfield um, and basically talking about how while he was there, he really fell out of love for the game. And he was very, very close by the sounds of it to to giving up football altogether. Now, part of that was basically so that he could afford to, you know, keep his family and his mortgage going and keep his family fed, etc. Um, but this was just after he'd signed the contract with us. And he was talking about, you know, look, the way that he's come into the Cobblers this season he kind of felt like money's no longer the issue um, or this time around, it's not about the money. He signed the contract on the basis of, you know, he's been welcomed into the club. Um, Keith Curl has obviously got him playing a really, really, you know, to a good standard of football. Um, he's a really strong part of this team now. Um, and, you know, he the, the interesting thing you said about agents, 
Neil, um, was that he actually said that until recently he didn't have an agent. He's only actually taken this agent on this year by the sounds of it. So that could explain why we had, is his name Peter O'Rourke, the Sky Sports Twitter account guy? Sky Sports Peter. Yeah, that's the one. He had to, he had to drink, he, it's Sky Sports Peter. That's what he used to be. That's why he's not Peter. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Andy Gray, Richard Keys, allegedly. Um, uh, um, yeah, that's what his name used to be on Twitter, wasn't it? Sky Sports Pete. Yes. Um But then he had to drop the Sky part because he no longer works for Sky. So is he just Pete? So why didn't? Um, or is he Sports? Pito? He's just Sports. P- he's Sports Pete. No. I think. Why didn't Jefferson Lake put that on his thing? What? Sky Sports. Jefferson, Jefferson Lake, Lake Sky Sports Pete. <laughs> Now, now, the poor, the poor man doesn't have a job. Leave him alone. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be, be back at the Cron covering wrestling live from Radlands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. There's always a seat here for you, Jefferson, although, you know, Chessie might have to go away for a bit. Oh, no, no, Je- no, Je- no, Jefferson's he's too, he's too hipster for this show, I think. Yeah, he'll be he doing did it that uh, one time, didn't he? Um, he did. He did a good. He did a sterling job, to be honest. But I've no doubt he'll be doing a podcast. I don't know in in London down Carnegie Street or something in an actual studio. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a proper job. Proper job. Oh, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, proper for, job for you. I mean, you do good. You do well out of it. And you you do a good job in your actual vibrant sounds media job which is good, but me and Danny, we're not professional. That is very true, as I tell everybody that I ever meet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other thing that happened, of course, we've already touched on it. Um, Derek Adams couldn't keep his mouth shut yet again. Um, what is it with managers who just like to, I don't know, be sore losers? I Well, you know, he said it before, didn't he? Remember when he was manager of Plymouth and he said... Yeah. I, I do. He was confident. Oh, hang on. Should we just? Can we just remember when he was manager of Plymouth? Where, when was that? Was that? Was that? Was that ninety nine points in the title winning <laughs> season? That was the one. And he was said. I think he said. It was, it, when was it? During it was around about February time, wasn't it? Of that season, where he was confident that Plymouth were going to win the title. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on, Derek. <laughs> I think I like to see it. I don't mind. You know. <laughs> I've got nothing against Derek Adams, really. So I don't. He's probably not too far wrong about Sixfields being relatively quiet, is he? But I mean, is it, the issue I've got, I have got with it, is he's he's the manager of Morecambe. Um, yeah. How many fans do they have? One hundred and five. One hundred and five. Yeah. So was, that, and that was double counted. It was, by looks, it was really <laughs> playgrounds type comment, wasn't it? That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sixfields more like Deadfields. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if Tim Oglethorpe just turned around to him while he was interviewing someone else and said, what, what was that? Deadfields. Oh, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> then just drop Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, it, I guess it's just frustration from his bar, isn't he? Because they did play quite well. I thought Morecambe were... I think, uh, uh, 4-1 potentially flattered us. I think we probably deserve to win. But I think they, especially the first half, they 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 played well and they played some good stuff. I think it was was it their number seventeen that was decent. 
It's like the uh, the Spanish lad, something something Gomez. Yeah, I thought Men- Mendez Gomez. Is something that it? like that. Yeah, I thought he was decent. Um, just, but- just to point out that we have had one one response on the survey saying that we should do a bit more research. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. clearly, clearly hasn't rubbed off yet. No, <laughs> but I think it's just frustration from from Derek Adams' part, isn't it? That they, you know, that they, yeah. he felt they deserved something, which is fair enough. They're going to think that. But moan all you like. Four one. I'm Alan Neil, and it's all cobblers to me. Moving on. But only slightly. I, I think one of the other things that we should maybe talk about is something we did talk a little bit about last week, but it's this whole safe standing thing. Um, basically, one of the things that... One of the arguments for it is obviously that actually it might make our atmosphere better. You know, people might decide that they actually want to stand and therefore go to a particular area of the ground and that might end up being the the more uh, vocal members of our support you know you look at how we are away from home I mean Salford away for example Burton away um, in the last couple of weeks you know we were really loud as a fan base but we're all congregated together in one and a bit stands on in both occasions whereas when you're at home obviously that support that vocal support they're all spread out across you know two and a half sides of a stadium so possibility of putting in uh, rail seats as i think they're called um, or you know however the club could possibly do it safe standing um you know, might generate a bit of a better atmosphere. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, potentially. Uh, I think generally you get. I think look, it, you generally get a better atmosphere as an away crowd than you do at home. Uh, that's probably safe to say for all away crowds, generally, and and all home crowds. Look at like. Old Trafford, Man United, pretty silent at Old Trafford, but actually their away support is really loud and it's decent, to be fair. And most away, like, I mean, if you, you know, some of the clubs or all the teams that come to visit Sixfields, most of the away fans will sing a few songs and stuff. A lot of the time, if you go to their their ground as the away fans, they're not, they're just, just as quiet. So I don't think that is, what I don't want to happen is expect safe standing to suddenly transform the transform the atmosphere. So I don't think that's going to happen. It might make the North Stand a bit noisier and stuff, and I'm sure it will have an impact, but it's not going to transform that atmosphere. But that said, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm all behind it, and I absolutely want it to happen. Danny, what are your thoughts? Obviously, you go to the football most of the time with young Isaac. Mm-hmm. What a legend. Indeed. <laughs> if anything... Just before we carry on, Charles, can we get Isaac on the podcast one week? Of course we can, yes. Love it. Love a bit Perfect. of Isaac on the podcast. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, but you wouldn't necessarily take Isaac and, and go in a standing section, would you? Um, probably not if he was at home and he was with me, but I don't think it would be designed for that, would no. it? I think it'd be more designed for people who are going on their, own, on their own or with a couple of mates and stuff and wanting a bit more, yeah, just a freer area to stand at and create that atmosphere and I don't I'd, I'd be all for it for if there was a bit of atmosphere and a bit of uh, a bit of noise coming from the north stand I don't know what it is but it's something about seating isn't it you just don't feel like you can properly sing as much as you as you are standing up it's, um, it's a weird kind of psychology around that um, and yeah I'd, I'd be all for it and whether financially we can do it I'm not sure whether the 
the FA Cup windfall is going to give us anything more to do that with. I'm not, I'm not completely sure how much it costs or any of the technical stuff around it or how long it'll take to go in, but I'd, uh, I'd definitely be all for it. So I think there's um, there's an open letter going Yeah, on, so um, there's a Twitter account which is called Standing at Sixfields. Their Twitter handle is stand or at stand at Sixfields. Um, basically... What these guys are doing is that they're pointing out the fact that back in February in, uh, this is, well, this says it's the 8th of February 2017. I'm not quite sure if that date is exactly right. But there was a safe standing survey that were the club put out um, and it was returned with 85% of the people who filled out the survey being in favour of fans having the choice of a state, sorry, of a safe standing area at Sixfields. Now, obviously, the club came out uh, last week and said that um, because a couple of season ticket holders were saying that, well, you know, if you change my seat into no longer being there, then then you'll lose my money altogether. Um, the club basically, through Kelvin Thomas, said, well, we're not going to pursue it at this time. Which is poppycock, <laughs> by the way. That's 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 crap, um, <clears throat> my opinion. Yeah, in your opinion. Um, and these guys are basically now sort of saying, well, look, you know, we're going to write a letter and we're asking as many Cobblers fans that actually want to see state safe standing um, implemented at Six Hills, just as it has been done at both Celtic, and I know Celtic are a little bit maybe bigger than us, but um, <laughs> Shrewsbury. I mean, you can't say that Shrewsbury as a, as a football club are necessarily bigger than the Cobblers, I don't think. I would say that we're, at best, we'd be, you know, the two clubs would be pretty much level, apart from their league position at the moment. Um, but they've got safe standing. Um, they've got rail seats. Um, and the guys at standing at Sixfields are basically saying that... Um, the club have developed their own basic rail um, and they have safety tested it. I think this was done back uh, at the early part of last year. Um, but given the FA Cup windfall, now might be the time to invest in the industry standard rail seat, seats. Um, and they're the ones that are in place at Celtic and Shrewsbury, as well as a number of other grounds in Germany. Um, they did earlier on today, on Sunday, that is, tweet out a video from at Copper90, um, which takes a really good look at safe standing um, and rail seats and how they work. Um, and they also say that for context, Walsall, who are another similar size club to us, they're also looking at the rail seat system. So, if you want to add your name to this letter um, that the guys at Standing at Sixfields are sending to the football club in the next few weeks or next few days, um, then if you follow them on Twitter, send them a message saying, please add my name to it. Or alternatively, if you're not on Twitter, but you still want to add your name to that letter, then send us an email. It's itsalldcobblers at gmail.com. And then we will pass your name on to the guys at Stand at Sixfields. Um, and they will then add it to the letter for you. Quick question, which I don't actually know the answer to. You know the rail seating? Yes. Mm. Does it actually include a seat as well? Yeah, so the, the video explains it really well. So, so what's the problem? Right. Well, hang on one second. Let me just explain what it is first. <laughs> so in Germany, um, I think it's Hanover 96. Danny, you'll probably know this better than I will. Hanover 96, Hamburg or someone? Yeah, yeah I think so. They are a club, yep. Yep. Hanover 96. Right. Yep. They've got this rail seating system. And the way it works is that the seats fold flat back um so 
not like the seats that we've got at Sixfields, where you've obviously got a back yep. and then in front you've got the seat when it's up. Um, these it's literally just a flat, a flat seat. seat. That's it. Um, yeah. And it has a key that locks it in place, up or down. And because of the rules regarding the uh, UEFA competition, so the Champions League and the Europa League, um, they state that sta- uh, grounds must be all C to stadiums. Um, that's part of the competition regs. So somebody has to go around a groundsman or whatever before a European game and lock all the seats in the downward position so that they are seats. But for Bundesliga games... That'll stop people standing up. But for Bundesliga games, they can then lock them back up so it becomes a terrace. But the reason why it's safe standing is because you've got the seats act as also a barrier, both in front and behind each row. So that's what makes it safe. So it's not like a normal traditional terrace, like say uh, you've got Accrington Stanley or um, where Salford um, the other week. Um, These are, you know, where you've got like four or five rows and then a small barrier. This is every single row has a barrier front and back. And that's what makes it safe. Um, Looks like the idea is that you actually still buy the seat. Yeah, I mean, um, so there's think, so yeah, it's there's controlled there. in the numbers. But you can still. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other thing that the video explains is that with Hanover '96, when so for the area of the stadium that has got ra- rail seating in, um, there's something like three thousand seats. So that's how many actual seats there are available. But when it's being used as a safe standing terrace, it can hold five thousand. What, hold on. Why would we? This is ridiculous. Why would we not be open to it then? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I think because I get the point that you're probably going to put a couple of season ticket holders' nose out of joint. I get that. I understand it. However, whatever you do, whenever you do it, improving the stadium or changing the stadium—that's always going to happen, right? And ultimately, if a supporter sits in the north stand pays for a season ticket and because they can no longer sit in the north stand and says they won't go to the games ever again kind of suggests to me that they're not perhaps the greatest supporters in the world personally yeah maybe i i i I, I do find it difficult i actually i actually wonder whether there's just more to it the cost well yeah I, I bet there will be obviously some cost to it. Um, I'm sure some clever nut will turn around and say, oh, but it only costs this much. Um, £80 a chair, apparently. Thanks. Being banded thanks, around. clever nut, Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but surely, if, you know, I, I didn't realise that you were able to, like, so I didn't understand it particularly well mm. and I didn't understand that, if it, I mean, what does the North Stand hold? Nine hundred and fifty, isn't think it? So yeah, roughly. But if we so potentially, if we had this rail seating in there, it could potentially, when used as a as standing, it could potentially hold. I don't know, fifteen hundred. Well, maybe. don't forget that I think the club have only ever said that they would look at making maybe the back two or three rows safe standing. So not the whole stand, but just the back few rows. Now it would be a start. And that's why I think personally that it's a no brainer and you just go ahead and do it. 
Because I'm not being funny. I mean, I, I've not... Especially if it's a couple yeah, of rows, just I've not it. been in the North Stand for a fair few seasons, I would say now, but... No, I really... I when I, but I used to have a season ticket in there. I used to spend, you know, when I was in my, you know, when I was at uni and I'd come back for games, I was always in the North Stand and I'd always try and get my, my ticket to be sort of, you know, central in that stand, behind the goal and as far back as I could. And not being funny, but everyone was standing anyway. So if you're yep. going to, you know, essentially, if you are going to allow people to stand in their seats, um, in their allocated seating positions, then why not make it safe for them to do it anyway? That's the bit that I don't quite understand. Yeah, I don't understand, but, you know, maybe there is more to it. I don't know, but it does seem a bit, if it's a couple of fans, then, I mean, I don't know, just offer them the same price in the East End for the next five years or something to satisfy them. I don't know. Like, there must be a way around it, right? And and you'd have to give them like an anorak as well if they're going to go in the East End for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like a coat or someone sitting next to them who just rolls off stats? <laughs> yes. Their own stato. Stato next to yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Their own personal anorak about the cobblers just sitting next Who was, to them. Do you remember the... the- Fantasy football with Bedeal and Skinner. Yeah, Stato. Yeah. Stato was it? Was it Angus Lochran? Was it? Oh, now you're asking. Someone will know. Someone out there listening will know. Yeah, but that would be good, wouldn't it? I'd like that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so if you would like to add your name to the letter, um, then either tweet at Stand Sixfields um, or send us an email with your name and just say I'd like to be added to the list. Um, and we will pass it on to uh, the guys that are putting it together. Our email address is itsallcobblers at gmail.com. Um, you can also email us about anything else that you particularly fancy. I'm Chris Hargreaves, and it's all cobblers to me. So this week, the Cobblers take on a game in League Two away at Leighton Orient on the Tuesday night. And then on Friday night, they face some team called Derby County. Uh, the, the, Rams. the Rams, indeed. The Rams. Um, and we're recording this before both games. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about both. Um, we are going to have interviews released separately um, with both uh, fans from uh, Leighton Orient and fans from Derby County. Um, you'll see those in your podcast feeds. You'll see the Leighton Orient one will probably be there as you're listening to this right now. Uh, the Derby County one will appear on Thursday probably sort of Thursday morning, early on. Um, So look out for those uh, as little previews. We're going to have a chat, first of all, about Leighton Orient um, in the league. Obviously, we've already talked about the fact that we are sixth in League Two at the moment, and the O's are doing quite badly, aren't they, Danny? Down in about 19th, is it? Mm. Yeah, it's it's a weird season for them, isn't it? I think this season is feels a lot like they've just got to survive and you know what's the word it's a transitional time for the whole club I think after what happened in the summer um and they'll stay up for sure I think and they're just re-establishing themselves in the football league and having a bit of stability and probably the summer will be the time when they start to look forward to a lot to kick on but I think you can't really expect a whole lot from them this this season um but then again, as is the case in League Two, they they can pull off the odd result or two. So, still expecting a little bit of a difficult game on Tuesday. Yeah, I I, I feel sorry for them, um, for their fans, and you know what, with everything that's happened um, in the last 
10 months, nine months. Um, It's just not been particularly good. And I I also feel a bit sorry for Ross Embleton, their their head coach, I think is his actual title. Um, I mean, he'd stepped into the shoes of of the departed Justin Edinburgh um, as a kind of temporary measure, I think, uh, initially. after Justin's passing. Uh, and then they brought in uh, a permanent manager who lasted all of about six games. Um, and now Ross Emerson finds himself back in charge again. So I, I do feel quite quite sorry for, for them as a club. I don't think it's the nicest situation, obviously. Um, but yeah, they, they've got to just get through this season and then maybe... They can kind of hit reset a little bit in the summer, can't they, Neil? And, and maybe go again next year. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. They've been through a lot, haven't they? Um, and I think you're bang on, mate. I think they need, need to get to the summer, make sure they survive in the league, which I think they probably will do. And um, then, yeah, then they might be able to give it a bit of a go next season. But it's one of them seasons for them, isn't it? It was always going to be tough. And I think that they're doing well to be where they are really and I know they're not you know turning up any trees as such but it, it could quite easily have gone the other way couldn't it and it could have could have you know just been an, an impossible thing to bounce back from so um yeah hopefully they get through to the summer and regroup a little bit like you said mate and, and give it a real good go next season they beat us didn't they in what was that October they did at six fields um sixes um the PTS so, and it's uh, I feel like it's a dodgy one because it's before the the derby yeah. game. It shouldn't be, but because it's not you know any different to a, any other league game that would be on a Tuesday. But psychologically, it's a it's a funny one because you don't know if people are going to be like shirking tackles or not try not to get injured. But I get the feeling with Keith Curley, just not going to let that happen, and he's not going to rest players, is he? No, um, I think I don't think that will happen at all. I think potentially maybe if we were up against, you know, a Liverpool or a Man City or something, you might think, but it's only Derby at the end of the day. And I know it's still a decent-ish, big-ish game and stuff, but Keith Curl won't allow it, will he? No, I mean, he's already said, hasn't he, he's not resting any players for for, for Leighton Orient in order to get through get them through to the Derby game. I mean, the one thing that I do wonder is that the reason maybe why we haven't seen Alan McCormack in the last two games has actually been that he's just, He's just holding him back <laughs> like a caged animal, Isn't and then will literally, as He's soon as Wayne, Wayne steps out onto the pitch at six, he'll, he'll just unleash the animal at him. I really hope that's the case. <laughs> Me too, but I think he's injured, isn't he? So. I mean, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I just wish that he was coming back, and that that was what was going on with it. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, we don't really have the squad to rest anyone, do we? No, we absolutely haven't. No, that's the other thing. <laughs> and that's the that's the one thing you'd say about January, isn't it? You you look at the bench and think it's not great at the moment. You've got players coming on like Michael Harriman and hey. um, <laughs> bless sorry Neil. What's wrong, what's wrong with Michael Harriman? <laughs> uh, good hair. Great fantastic um, hair. Great looking guy. Yeah. yeah, um Joe Martin as well, bless him. Um almost scored on Saturday. And, uh, if Sam Hoskins does that shot it'd be he'd get lynched <laughs> um, but yeah I, I feel like the bench needs to be a little bit 
um, maybe improved in the, the squad. In general. Maybe we'll see um, a couple of new faces in time for Ooh. for Derby. I mean, you do wonder actually if if that would have been something that would entice players to come in January. You know, you've got a fairly big game um, against the championship championship side in the FA Cup. I mean, granted, there are going to be obviously some players that you're looking at who will probably be cup tied, but there are there are those out there that that must be available who who aren't cup tied and and actually the the thought of being in with a chance of playing in the FA Cup fourth round must be a a, a really you know big sort of pull for a for a player. Yeah, that's that's the thing now with Cole, isn't it? His, sorry, Neil. Um, you carry on. You, you carry on, Danny Brovers. Oh. <laughs> Bruises. Oh, Bruises. Sorry. It's, um, <laughs> at the start of the month, Cole probably had a list of people who he wanted to sign and I think that's changed in the last two weeks based on this cup run and the, you know, he said to himself isn't he, it's made him a little bit more picky in the transfer market so um, potentially it is opening us up to a little bit of a better quality of player than we would have had two or three weeks ago so um, I can see a deadline day scramble so I'll be in my bush Charles on with deadline the carrot <laughs> with the carrot obviously oh, yeah. yes. I, dangling the carrot for on the sign. subject of transfers I just wanted to mention uh no names, but a, a rumour that's flying around that Sean McWilliams is potentially out for the season. Mm. Uh, but more, in more positive news, uh, positive n- news. Sorry, uh, a news. news, news, oh, vintage. A couple of decent signings are lined up. Oh, really? Oh, really? Mm. Oh, we got any names? No, I don't have any names. Huh. How do you know the decent uh, then? It's like the hotel end, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I just do. Oh, okay. Then. Fair enough. Sometimes you hear things, don't you, and from certain people, and you're like, well, that's, that's obviously just a rubbish rumour. But certain, certain people that you hear things from, you you learn to trust and you believe. sit up and um, take notice. Yes, agreed. So it, this certain person, if they say it's, there's a couple of decent signings lined up, they are never wrong. Keith Curl. Ooh. Is it Jefferson Lake? Uh, no. Jefferson. I imagine Jefferson Lake. Oh, yeah, we're signing, uh, I don't know, any wrestlers, The Rock and Randy Savage. Sean <laughs> <Short> Michaels. <laughs> I love your first thought was Kane. <laughs> Why not? Imagine that. That'd be midfield, <laughs> midfield him anchor. Him and the animal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but never seen him in the same I room. think the positive is there is definitely stuff happening behind the scenes and transfer moves are afoot Ooh. and Ooh. and I think it makes sense exactly. I think I, I did have a little moan didn't I did. so like, I would really like to see some movement and stuff but actually it does make sense especially when you look at what we touched on earlier with how the camaraderie in the in the squad seems brilliant and they all seem to be sort of uh, you know, united as a team and stuff. You've got to be very careful not to upset the apple cart. Rock the boat. So with Leighton Orient then, uh, we're not expecting any signings before that game, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so You never know. Well, you do never know. That is very true. However, um, probably expecting a similar starting lineup to what we had on Saturday against Morecambe. Um I mean, well, I don't actually know what what he can do differently at the moment, really. No, I don't. I mean, the only thing that I kind of wonder is that, well, do you maybe, I don't know, swap out? 
I don't know, bring bring a couple of the youth teamers in just to give, I, I don't know, Sam Hoskins a rest, put Morgan Roberts in. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you, I don't think you can do that. I don't, I think it's that there's, there's not much he he can really do. I mean, we don't actually have a, another striker we can play, do we? No, it's he. You brought on Bagel, didn't he? Late on Saturday. Bagel, yeah, it's he's, he's of more a, of an attacking yeah. midfielder, sort of link man yeah. guy, isn't yeah. he? And so we actually don't have an out and out striker on the bench at the moment that we can give Vidane or Williams a rest. Uh, I guess we've got. Harriman, who could, you know, probably play anywhere because he's brilliant. Yeah. But <laughs> oh dear, where we don't. We, what, what I guess the point is, we don't really have anyone that you'd be like. Well, actually, yeah, it mm-hmm. makes sense to be playing them at the moment. Really, we've got you know a couple of people that can do a job on the bench as and when they're needed. But you've got no one that you'd say they. Um, I'd really much rather they be in the first team than anyone that's starting the game at the moment. We don't have that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, so let's do some predictions then, boys, for the Leighton Orient game. Um, we'll start with you, Danny. Mm, um, this is going to be mm. a draw, I think. Oh, a draw. Yeah. What yeah. kind of draw? Um, a score draw. Mm. Um, one all. Get your coupons out. I'm um, currently sat directly on a fence. <laughs> nice. Carrot in hand. Is there, is, Ooh, v- is uh, Vidane uh, going to get a goal? Thank God it's in your hand. Vidane, no, I feel like Vidane's missed his chance with that, with his big derby game on Saturday. Um, the, uh, I don't know. Is he going to get a goal? No, I, I think he's going to save it for, for the cup. Um, you think? Yeah. Are I you trying think... to tell me that he's only going to score in the cup this season? Yes. Oh, no. He's going to be that player who scores in every round. Um, every round, including the final, eh, Danny? Including the final, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. All the way, Have boys. All Derby. the way. Um, European trip. <laughs> Could you imagine? Cup winners' cup. Bring that back. Cup winners' <laughs> cup. <laughs> Surely we'd have to. Although I suppose if we did win the FA Cup, I know it's absolutely obviously never going to happen. But theoretically, if we ever were to win the FA Cup, in as a, or if any League Two club was to ever win the FA Cup, I was about to say, well, surely we'd have to go through ridiculous qualifying rounds and start in like June. But actually, no. we wouldn't, would we? You'd go straight into, into it. Cup. Straight, straight in. into the Europa League. Straight into yeah. it. Although, although <laughs> next season it. is it next season when the new third UEFA league thing oh, starts? I don't. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't keep track of it. No, I know. Tell me about it. But yeah, yeah. Because you might. I mean, we could be playing giants such as Trabs on Spore. Yes, (laughs) Tromso, Panathinaikos. Oh, can you imagine? (laughs) Slovan Bratislava. Now you're talking, (laughs) young boys. Kilmarna. <laughs> oh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen, oh, don't. Can you imagine oh, that? Oh, could you imagine? Oh, I'm dreaming, boys. Aberdeen Oliver against Ash. Oh, rings. Rings. That's what Aberdeen I would do. Run rings around. I would slide into Verdane's DMs and offer him a large sum of money just to spend the game shouting into Ash Taylor's face. Bye, Ash. Yeah, literally. Bye, Ash. Just, just run past him. Bye, Ash. Yeah. We get one of those planes that flies across the stadium. 
Oh, oh, flag. oh yeah, we're so crowdfunding that if it happens. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, Neil, well, I need your prediction for Leighton Orient. Orient. Uh, oh, I also think a draw. Um, but I'm going to go with a... Oh, actually, hold on oh. a minute. Hold oh. on a minute. I thought it was going to be really, really cold this week, so I was going to predict a postponement. Oh. Um, <laughs> however, check, checking the weather, it, checking the weather, it doesn't look like it's going to be that cold. Do you know what I love about that? Is that I've cut that down to like so it was just a seconds gap. But in reality, we've just sat here for half an hour eating our tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Neil's been waiting for the ten o'clock news to finish. <laughs> I saw, I saw some uh, a headline. I think on it must. It was probably a Daily Mail headline where uh, emergency weather warning minus six. Uh, and I thought, oh, it's going to be cold this week, so I'll predict a postponement. But no, uh, it looks like it's not. So, um, all right, I'll go nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-0 scrappy away win uh, and we're going to score early doors and it will then just be backs to the wall defending for 90 minutes because the boys don't want to get injured so they can't be bothered running up the other end of the pitch because they want to all play against Derby. So we'll score early and then we'll just sit in like two banks of four with Sam Hoskins up front just legging it after the long balls and Vidane Oliver just stood in the centre circle just to flick it on. Just in case, and make Sam do all the smoking running. a cigar. Yeah, oh yes, with a deck yeah. chair out, um, and yeah. uh, a goal will be scored by Charlie Good. It'll, it'll do a captain's job, and it'll, it'll score from a corner in the fifth minute. So let's just get Chessie's prediction. I believe that she's been in touch with uh, you, Danny. Yeah, she's texting through. Jeffy. Sorry, Jeffy. So yeah, she's uh, just texting me just this minute, saying um, eight Who two, eight two. She eight. said. <laughs> Eight two. Who two? Eight two. Uh, Late Orient, she said. Um, oh, for goodness' sake! Oh, she said Josh Wright hat trick, Joe Widdison hat trick, and uh, Joe Widdison. Yeah, two other people. Don't know. Who. Eight two. <laughs> Eight two. Yeah. She's off her head. She's had some of that famous farmer wine. Farmer wine. I'm Chris I'm... Wilder, and it's all cobblers to me. So on to Derby, then, guys. Oh, I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm rubbing my thighs, Charles. Oh, not, <laughs> not, not for the game, but podcast meetup. Yeah. Lads, 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 beers, beers, beers. Oh, yes. Peanuts, dry roasted, pork yeah. crackling. And a kebab. <laughs> Sound like Ron Manager then, Neil. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it? Wasn't it? Pork crackling on the side. <laughs> Waiting Rudy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> who was the guy what was it was it the the fast show when they used to yeah. is it the uh the, the geordie guy i didn't brilliant uh yes sorry charles looking forward to derby looking forward to a, a big night friday night lights oh it is isn't it I mean, it's uh, BT Northampton for the night, isn't it, on the telly? It is. It is. Mm. Um, I mean, I- I'm quite surprised, Neil, that you've not got a ticket for both games. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, did you not hear me? I said I'm not going back to Saints again for a long time. <laughs> I think. Do you know what I think? Do you know what we should do is we'll, we'll sit there and we'll just watch. We'll we'll sit there at six hours watching the game, and if we're getting battered, I'm putting BT on my phone and we're watching the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> egg, egg, egg. Oh, actually, about that, can we just have a moment's silence for the end of the cobbler's career for Egley Kadja? Thanks. Yep, yeah, good. Right. Welcome. Yeah, good. Cheers, yeah. Egg.
we're going to talk to a Derby fan uh, that will release closer to the time. Um, he's obviously going to... Is it Rami? No, it's not Rami, no. <laughs> uh, he's obviously going to predict a whitewash for Derby on Friday night. But what are you guys thinking? Do we stand a chance, Neil? In the game of football, Charles, you always stand a chance. There's only two, te- two teams playing. And only three outcomes, well, four outcomes possible. <laughs> What's the four outcomes? Match abandoned. <laughs> Allah Huddersfield at home due yeah. to wind. No, Floodlight failure. Good point. Alien invasion. Alien invasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we do stand a chance. I think we said uh, on our WhatsApp group, didn't we, when the draw was made, that actually it's not, while we would have loved a big team, I think secondary to that, you'd want a, a decent-ish game, but someone you've got a chance against. And I think you'd put Derby in that category, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, I saw, I can't remember who it was, who was saying um, this was the worst draw possible. And I didn't really get that. Um, it's, it's you know, it's a home game. It's going to be full hours. It's on the telly. What You can't really ask for a lot more. There's been a lot of negativity about this clashing with the Saints on BT and everything like that. But just, I don't know, just let's just embrace it and showcase the town. Um, may well not go through, but if we do, it's going to be one of those memorable nights. Isn't it? And I, I think being a night game adds something to that as well. Um, the way we play probably adds something to it as well. Um, you know, we're not going to play into, we're not going to play into Derby's hands. They play quite a attractive brand of football, I would think. Um, but I think the, the way that we come and play is probably going to disrupt them a little bit, the way they used to playing in the championship. Um, so I think we we have got a chance. It's obviously going to rely on them being off their game or potentially resting some players, which I think some of their fans are in favour of doing because I think they've got a couple of games next week. Um, they're playing Luton on Tuesday and Stoke on Friday next week. So some of their fans are more in favour of dropping this game a little bit and resting players. So it, it will depend on quite a few factors and, and us being at, the, at our best, them dropping down a little bit of their levels. But it's not impossible, is it? No, the thing that I hold quite tightly onto, if you like, is the amount of times that we have faced teams that are from a higher division in cup matches at Six Fields in the past, and and we've come out on top. I mean, uh, West Brom beat them, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Not the great Martin Wilkinson upset of Norwich. <laughs> yes. When he just <laughs> bounced around the touchline after the game. That's fine. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, I mean, it's going back a long, long time, but um, West Ham? Oh. West yeah. Ham in what was the old Worthington Cup, I believe, oh. at the time? Were many, yeah, I was going to say, were many of these in the FA Cup, though? Well, we've not had many FA Cup games <laughs> against bigger opposition, enough, have we, really? It's a good point, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> there was one when we got through uh, to play Rotherham. I think we played. Um, we played Plymouth, was it? I'm pretty sure they were in the league above. Only one league above, but oh, still, Rotherham were the league um, above, weren't they? Rotherham were. Yeah, there were two leagues above. But I think Plymouth were quite at the top end of the the League One, as it were. And we were in League Two. Um, Rotherham were in the Championship, weren't they? Yeah, like we said, there haven't been that many huge FA Cup ties at Sixfields. Against we played, big um, boys, played Southampton, didn't we? Lost. Ah, yeah. Yes. yeah. The, the the Hampton Derbies, yeah. Hampton Derbies, yeah. Played them twice, haven't we? Didn't we get them like two years in a row? Yeah, we got them in the other cup, didn't we? Yeah. As well. 
In the other cup. Um, the, other, <laughs> the other one. The milk cup. <laughs> the milk cup. <laughs> but and and the ones that actually stick in the mind the most think West Brom, think West Ham in ninety eight. All on, you know, midweek night games under the six field lights. Mm. I think, yeah, I think a, fr- a Friday night suits us perfectly. Mm. I, I think it suits us perfectly because it's under the lights. The atmosphere will be will be relatively decent. Everyone will be relatively well oiled, shall we say? Um, you know, we will be, won't we? So, yeah, I think generally it works in our favour when it's a, a, a sort of a, mm. a, a Friday night game. And night games are generally a bit better at six fields, I think, for atmosphere. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think uh, Danny, like you said, their style is obviously going to be relatively nice football. Um, I was just looking at their stats; they've not scored many goals this season. They've only scored twenty nine goals this season, which is one of the lowest in in the championship. In fact, I think there's only potentially two teams that have scored less than them: which is Middlesbrough and Wigan. Um, but they've not conceded a huge amount either. They've only conceded 36, which is a relatively low amount as well. So I guess it's going to be one of them, isn't it? If they take their chances. I think we'll give away a fair few chances. We generally do give away chances to other teams, don't we? Mm-hmm. Even Morecambe on Saturday, they had quite mm-hmm. a few chances. And luckily in League Two, you don't get punished for them that that much. Whereas I guess, you know, with, with Wayne Rooney playing <laughs> and, and who else do they have at front? Chris Martin, does he play he for them? He does, yeah. Chris Martin, yeah. Coldplay frontman. Uh, Jack Murray at the man. old... Uh, <laughs> with Paltrow defence. Martin Waghorn. Oh, the wags. <laughs> Martin Waghorn. Was the top, so they've got people that know where the goal is, haven't yeah. they? So it will just be... I, I guess it's one of them hoping that they miss the chances that we, we give them mm. and, and we take ours. But I, I think you're absolutely right, Danny. Our style isn't... They're not going to like our style. No. They, they're not going to... No, they won't like it. They're not going to look forward to playing Well, they won't. Philip Kaku has probably never seen anything like it. Has he? <laughs> no, he won't. Do you know that is actually <laughs> the won't. biggest thing in the world, actually, for me, is that for, I'm going to see Philip Kaku at Sixfields. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> seen plenty of cock ups, but <laughs> <laughs> but no cockoos. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, oh. well, we've seen we've seen Edgar Davids as well. This is the weird thing we've seen Edgar Davids, Philip Jimmy Cocker, Floyd next. Uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, yeah, <laughs> Mark Overmars next. <laughs> Get him in. <laughs> And <laughs> Pierre Van Hooy, don't. Um, but I, I think that, it, that is the point. Van Dolleman. <laughs> oh, They're not going to like the likes of Dane Oliver. No, chasing them and bearing down mm-hmm. on them and throwing himself into them. They're not going to like our constant, you know, just helping the ball forward, helping the ball forward, and, and playing the percentages mm. and and sort of loading the box. And we're you know, look, we're good from set pieces, aren't we? We, we have been all mm. year. Um, and crosses and stuff, and they're not they're not gonna be used to that sort of style of play. No, not not mm. where they are in the championship. Definitely not. I mean, I I don't think that they're gonna come with a a particularly strong starting eleven. I think. I mean, I know obviously the club are making a big deal of it. You know, Wayne Rooney is on all the the marketing for the game, but I I highly doubt he'll start the game. If he's going to play, he'll come off the bench. I mean, he's just, you know... For... Who am I going to throw my pie at then? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rami. Um... <laughs> well, they've got Tom Huddleston back, haven't they? They do, yes. 
They do, yeah. yeah. Speaking of ex-England midfielders. Dwayne Holmes. Who? Yeah, he's um, Charlie Goode's mate. Oh, is he? Is Dwayne he? Holmes. Charlie, yeah, yeah. Charlie Goode was talking about him on the BBC. Um, on the Cobbler Show. When the draw was made. No, no, this was on... Oh, six, oh, six, no, not six, six, the podcast. Yeah, uh, that's it. The yeah, Monday yeah, Night so Football show. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, there was um, a podcast mm. and yeah, he was saying there's good mates with him. They've um, got uh, Florian Joseph Zoon. Oh. Of course. Good player. They've got, obviously, yeah. the ever-famous Ikechi Anya. Oh. Well, it's <laughs> he's not played for me, has he? No, he's been injured, hasn't he? Injured since injured since the summer. Yeah. Good player, though. Do you know? Uh, do you know, Danny? Earlier, so so Danny actually put in the WhatsApp group that Akechi Anya was playing for them. At the time, I genuinely thought you meant Leighton Orient. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely thought that that's where you where you meant that Akechi Anya was playing. No, he's he's played for Scotland since he left, hasn't he? He has, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played for Scotland. But don't forget, yeah, twenty nine times or three goals. Don't forget, he came to us from Glen Hoddle's. Spanish Academy for wow. Rejects, didn't he? Academy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not, I don't know if that's what they're called. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you, not according to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, he was previously with Hales Owen Town and then joined us. But you're absolutely right. He did play for Glenn Hoddle's Rejects, like the Renford Rejects, I guess, but the Spanish version. <laughs> yeah. Um, after us, though, he'd been on his career, Ikechianya. He started out uh, youth player at Oxford and then Wickham. Played for Wickham a little bit, went to Oxford City, Hales Owen, Renford Rejects, Cobblers, uh, Sevilla Atletico, which I, I assume is Sevilla's B team, mm-hmm. uh, then Celta B, and then Celta Vigo, first team, yeah. uh, Granada, uh, on loan to Cadiz, if that's how you say it, and then on Cad, Cad, I don't know how you say that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on loan to Watford and then permanent at Watford, and now he's, yeah. he's rocked up at Derby County. Yes, he's played 33 times for Derby. Yeah, yeah, not- yeah, but he's been injured for a while though, hasn't he? Now this, I think for this season. Yeah, yeah, I think all season he's been injured. So I mean, he might if he's on if he's on his way back to fitness, he might get a run out of six fields. Yeah, he might do. Maybe what we could do is just get just get players from his era, as in from his previous six fields era on loan. So, uh, so maybe we welcome back Kyle Walker, uh, right wing back. Well, no, he's cup tied, Charles. Oh, is he? Oh, shame. <laughs> That's the only reason it's not coming back. <laughs> um, Paul Huberts. Oh, me. He won't oh, Can you imagine? Well, where is Paul? Well, I'll tell you what. I, 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 I know we're not discussing Derby right now, but I, I have no care in the world. Where is Paul Huberts right now? Where do we think he is? <sighs> he is... Oh, I, think, is he? I think he runs a log cabin retreat yes. somewhere in um, Scandinavia. It's like a ski resort, probably. That's yeah, what I think he absolutely does. How did you know that? <laughs> does he really? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> he, uh, his, he's had an interesting career as well. Uh, after us, he went and signed for AB, and then for CD, and then for FC. I can't pronounce it. Midi, Midi Land. Oh, I know who you mean. That's, they're quite yeah. a big team, aren't they? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They might be. Uh, and then he signed for FC Roskilde. And then, Huge team. Uh, the, the Man United uh, of 
wherever they're from. <laughs> then R- Ross Kyle's KFUM. KFUM. Um, radio station. After there, we had a spell at Vidor IF, and then he went back to Roxile KFUM, and then he ended his career with Karlslunda IF, who he also had a spell as player assistant coach. Oh, mean. And since then, the trail goes cold. So if anyone knows where Powell Hubert is... <laughs> is he with Alistair Slow? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Danny, can you investigate? Actually, don't bother. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> You'll just get ghosted again. Uh, <laughs> right, Derby County. Uh, let's get some predictions. Um, I'm going to let oh, Danny go first. Yes, Charles. Can, oh, Danny boy. Charles, can we get a promise from you live on the podcast? That oh, what? If we beat Derby on yeah. Friday, we can play yeah. Name That Bench next week. Yes. The listeners Why? want it. The listeners want it. The listeners don't want it. They do. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> <laughs> I've not, seen there not was one person apart from you. I can guarantee there was definitely one person who wrote that on their survey. Yeah, <laughs> you. The listeners do not want it, Danny. You're right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Derby. You know. Do you know? Do you know the one thing that I will say is that I'm a bit disappointed that the fifth round of the FA Cup they're all midweek matches. Mm. Back under the lights again. Yeah, hopefully, you'll probably be at home this time again. I'd imagine probably have Liverpool. I'd expect. <laughs> you just want <laughs> probably be live on BT Sport. Yeah. Well, they're all they're all they're all going to be live at some point, aren't they? But in uh, the fifth round, they're all going to be streamed somewhere. Not on oh, a betting app, though, I would imagine. Well, well. <laughs> oh, cool. um, Yes, come on, Danny. Prediction. Derby. Derby County. Friday. Derby um, County, the Rams. I'm going to go for a... The baseball ground. <laughs> Paolo Wanchop. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Gabbiadini. Oh. oh, it's the Gabbiadini Derby. Oh, oh, the Gabia Derby. The Gabia Derby. The Derby. <laughs> if, uh, do you think that he might be the person that's in the, stu- the BT the Sports studio? Oh, can you imagine? Gabia Dini. Oh, he'd get a lot of love. We've not had anyone. He's probably the biggest link player. Oh, oh, Ian Everett. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> he played for both clubs. Loosely. Ketchy Anya. Ketchy Anya. Ketchy Anya. He'll be get him in the studio. Ketchy Anya and Marco Gabbiadini. Job done. Chris Wilder, it better be Chris Wilder. I'll be very disappointed if it's not. It won't be. I guarantee it will be Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Oh no! And Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. No. <laughs> didn't Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank play for Leeds or Man? No, he didn't, did he? No. I don't oh, think he played. If for he's Derby, in the studio, he'll we'll, get. Well, there's not a studio, though, is there? They'll be up on. Where will they be? On the gantry, on the pitch. On the pitch. The they do it on the pitch circle. sometimes, don't they, BT? They... Oh, they do. Yeah, you're right. They do it on the pit, pitch side, don't they? <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank rocks up in front of the North Stand. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy. <laughs> so, Jimmy. <laughs> Welcome back, Jimmy. <laughs> Fuck off. You see one of those plastic chairs that that bloke was holding up just fly towards oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Derby. Derby, Charles. Derby. Friday. He didn't play for Derby, just to confirm. Jimmy Floyd never played for Derby. Oh, dear. This is what happened. Never even got close. Oh, dear. This is what Closest he got was probably Burton. Charlton. Oh, Burton, Burton, yeah, good Burton. point. Well, he didn't play for Burton, did he? So. Ah, oh, dear. Right. Um, this is what happens when Chelsea isn't here. It is. Um, just on where will they be? They might not. Wasn't there a. I can't remember who it was when we when we were on TV before and they'd knocked up a very, very makeshift studio over in the East End. 
Very, and I mean very makeshift. It was basically a table. <laughs> Don't so think they're going to be doing that this time. Is that right? I mean, there's plenty of space back there, isn't there? <laughs> I like to think that they'll just be stuck up with the media next to Hennigan, Oglethorpe, whoever else is there. <laughs> Robbie Savage, just there. <laughs> just me, just there. <laughs> right, come on. I'm, I'm going to push you Darby. for a prediction now. All right, I'm going to say this is going to a replay. Ooh. I'm going... What am I going? Two all. Ooh. You for Yeah. And I think it's going to be one of our going 2-0 up. Oh, and no. Get them getting it back to 2-2. Two, two. Um, Verdane Oliver has got to score. Yeah. Verdane. If... <laughs> Sidetrack again. If we win, are we going on the pitch? Or is it not that good? I think. I imagine. An on the pitch type job. I no. Well, I think I was thinking about this earlier. I can't even remember why I was thinking about earlier. But I, I would think it depends on how we win. Last yeah. minute winner yeah, yeah, on point. the pitch. Four, oh, yeah. Four yeah, nil absolutely. all over by half time. Yeah, no, we just go back to the pub. Yeah, I, I think it, if it was a close game, and you know we were sort of holding on or whatever and snuck over the line, then I think it would probably cause a bit of a, a you know, a, a pitch invasion. But otherwise, apart from that, I, don't, I can't see it. Mm. Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway, Fidane, yeah, sorry. If Dane scores, we're on the pitch, for sure. Oh, always. Um, and that should be obviously, little Sammy Hoskins has got to get his moment in the sun. He's going to skip past Wayne Rooney, literally skip. <laughs> um, and then just go through his legs. rocket one into the Ooh, top corner. Yes. Past, who's going to be in goal? Uh, Kelly Roos, I think they're saying, is going to be in goal. Oh. Um, for Derby um, and then they're going to hit back with two oh, goals Kelly Kelly Roos yeah they're going to hit back with two goals from Coldplay's Chris Martin well um, I'm going for well actually before I give you a prediction right so first round Chippers what? Chippers oh that sounds that seems like so long ago what now. was the score Chippenham was 3-0 yeah. Notts County was 3-1 yeah Burton was 4-2 so we're going to win 5-3 <laughs> That's my prediction. Five three, done. Verdane Oliver goal all five. <laughs> oh blimey, Verdane! He's going to have an absolute field day. Going to love it. He's going to absolutely love it. No, seriously though, I reckon. I reckon there's some sort of like. I was going to say symmetry, but that's not right. Um, link. It's going to work. So yeah, there you go. Five three, Neil. Uh, well, I was going to go to all, uh, however, Danny did. So I will go. Ooh, what will I go? Three all. Three all. Wow. Okay. Three all. Interesting. Goals from Andy Williams, mm. Charlie Good, and another from Andy Williams. Lovely. Mm. Got Chester's prediction here, Charles? Yes, please. We do want uh, Chester's prediction. Oh, she's not so excited about this. She says we're going to lose 7-0. Oh. Yeah. Well. Um, That's that farmer wine again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you do enjoy the upcoming week of football. Don't forget, we've got interviews with a Leighton Orient fan and a Derby fan coming out in the pod streams um, at some point this week. Make sure you have a listen to those before the matches kick off um, and see what the opposition think 
um, is going to happen before we play the games. We'll be back this time next week with probably the greatest podcast of all time after we beat Derby 5-3. And uh, yeah, we'll all be sipping champagne. Thanks very much for joining us. Don't forget to fill out that survey and be in the chance for a couple of tickets. The link is in the show notes and on Twitter, Facebook, our website, cobblerstome.com. That's it. Thanks very much for being with us. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.